0: Tapas is an ancient Sanskrit word which has many different meanings. There's no one word that describes tapas in the English language. But the primary meaning of tapas is discipline and heat generated through discipline. Agni, spiritual fire. Shiva, fire. Fire is often the symbol used for spiritual practice, especially the practice of self-inquiry and the teaching of Ramana Maharshi. Fire. And fire purifies. Fire burns away. Tapas also means to burn away karmic tendencies which are based on past lives things that have happened in past lives and the karma you've generated or the cause and effect of actions and reactions of life so tapas burns karma Tapas also burns vasanas. These are unconscious tendencies that are infused in your genetics. So karma is based on past actions, the effect, cause and effect of past actions. Vasanas are unconscious tendencies that are really stored in your genetics and the limbic brain, as well as the reptilian brain of the human body. So tapas is discipline and the heat generated by discipline that burns these tendencies, these patterns of behavior that repeat again and again and again. Tapas is essential. Spiritual austerity, intense spiritual practice, meditating for many hours, japa mala, repeating the mantra multiple times, thousands of times. Over a period of years, even, right? So it's not an instant result. It doesn't produce an instant result. Tapas is the greatest wealth that you can attain in life. When we think of wealth, or we think of money, right? But the fruit of tapas is worth more than all the money on the entire planet. So true wealth, the greatest wealth, is tapas. Your time is the one thing you can never get back. If you lose your money, you can make more money. You can get another job. If you lose your house... You can buy a tent, <laughs> or you can buy another house, right? But if once you spend your time, you can never get it back. So tapas is discipline. It's time focused on the eternal. Time focused on the eternal. Tapas, fire, agni. The purification of mind happens through fire. And fire is generated in the human body through practice, sadhana, letting go. Often in the West, there is an emphasis in the context of Ramana Maharshi, on the spiritual bypass. The spiritual bypass, because Ramana's teaching takes you directly to the source, the eternal life within you. And it's mysterious, because Ramana Maharshi is not saying anything new. Tapas is a word that goes back 5,000 years. And probably even more than that, it predates the Buddha, predates Christ. So tapas is an ancient word. And really what Ramana's teaching is about is tapas. It is taking you directly to the source, which is in your heart. Not your physical heart, but the spiritual center of the body, right? This is what Ramana was focused on. And when you develop the discipline and skill to focus on your eternal nature, what happens is it ignites a spiritual fire in your body that burns vasanas, karma, and patterns of suffering. It burns your past, it burns your future. It even burns all ideas of now. It burns away everything that's false and reveals the eternal nature alive within you, which is life itself, which is a fire. Life is a fire. Without life, without consciousness, you don't exist as a physical body. And the tapas of Ramana is revealing that you are not your physical body. You are not your past, and you are not your potential future. And if you're not your past, if you're not your body, and you're not your potential future, who are you? So the teaching of Ramana is ancient, but His words contain the self-authenticating power of his direct realization. His words contain the self-authenticating power of his direct realization. So even though this teaching that he is offering comes from the direct realization of Ramana, it is ancient. Who am I, or self-inquiry, vichara, is ancient. It's been around for a long time. The West has been exposed to ancient teachings through Ramana Maharshi. Sri Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi. His direct realization is the reason for that. And Ramana attributes and attributed his realization to Shri, 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 Arunachala Shiva, his master, the mountain in southern India. Arunachala Shiva, formlessness, the formless presence of God, self-authenticating. The living, eternal power within you is self-authenticating. The moment this sacred Agni, the fire, ignites in your own heart. It ignites in your own heart and it starts cleaning you out. So the path of Ramana Maharshi is not about human empowerment. It's not about making a newer, better you. It's about discovering directly, intimately for yourself this eternal blaze. This fire that is alive within you. Once that ignites, to pause is the discipline to focus on the source. This is really the core practices of Ramana, are the mantra, meditation, and self-inquiry. And all of it is vachara, self-inquiry, discovering who is this who that you think you are. And tapas is the essential discipline required for you to establish the skill to remain as you truly are, which is this sacred, eternal fire of life within you, consciousness. You can recognize this in an instant, right? A finger snap, boom. You can discover, I am consciousness you're more than just your limited body and your name and your past and your future right you're much more than that limited perspective and the practices are showing you the way they are a great light the light of a thousand suns the sound of silence that is the essential discipline to return your attention again and again to the Source until there is a shift in consciousness that is permanent. A shift in consciousness that is permanent. You can awaken in a second, less than a second to this living eternal truth. That is the spiritual bypass, going directly to the source. What is misleading about the Western perspective of Ramana's teaching is that the immediacy of awakening, the immediacy of recognizing you are the self, which is the vast, indescribable omniscience and intelligence of God in the core. Not from the limited perspective of mind and ego, but from the vast, indescribable perspective of your own heart, the unseen within you. So the bypass takes you directly to the heart. This is true. This is absolutely true. Go directly to the heart. That is the spiritual bypass that is revealed through Ramana's direct realization. This self-authenticating power, which is the omniscience within you, your eternal nature, right? The mountain is calling you home to your eternal nature. And the Mountain is what? The Formless Presence of God. It also is not limited to the Mountain in Tiruvannamalai, India. The Mountain, the form of Sri Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi, his teacher's form is the Mountain. He never had a human teacher. This is what part of what makes Ramana unique. He awoke to the truth of himself and was called by Arunachala Shiva. And he went, he didn't question it. He didn't really know what it meant. He just knew when he gave his attention to this energy of consciousness, he fell into the most profound bliss. Unalloyed happiness, peace, love, beyond all ideas of love, beyond all ideas of peace, it felt great. (laughs) So he went to the mountain and never left. And the mountain instructed him from that moment forward. The mountain was the master of Ramana Maharshi. The mountain was the master. When asked about a human lineage, he said no. There is no human lineage. The mountain is the lineage. Shiva is the lineage, the formless presence of God. In the Bible, that is presented as I am that I am, the burning bush, right, that Moses met on Mount Sinai, right? So there's this connection to all religious. Perspectives and points of view in this direct realization of your eternity. But Ramana's teaching is not a religion, even though it is often closely aligned to Hinduism. Ramana's teaching is not Hinduism, and it's not a philosophy, it is a tapas, a discipline that reveals your eternal nature. The more you become aligned, the more you are purified in mind and body with your eternal nature, the clearer and clearer you become. And you are no longer a slave to your mind and no longer a slave to the patterns of suffering that develop from the moment you are born into this world. If you were born into this world with no understanding of mind, ego, or who you are as an eternal presence, it's only natural to be a slave to your mind. So the spiritual bypass takes you directly to the heart, which is free of the mind. It's actually the source of the mind. Without the consciousness of the heart, the mind Is nothing it doesn't exist it has no power suffering is a result of you giving your attention to and agreeing with your mind and the feelings that all of that generates based on what you perceive through your senses and it's all filtered through this me that you think you are this physical form so part of the genius of Ramana is he recognized ego is reflective consciousness. Reflective consciousness is the nature of ego and it's one of the reasons why tapas is essential. Discipline is essential. Fire is essential. Surrender is essential. And surrender in the context of Ramana's sadhana or practices is being the sugar doll diving into the ocean. This is what Ramana himself said. You are the sugar doll diving into the ocean. Well, if you are made out of sugar and you dive into the ocean, what happens to you? You melt. You vanish into the vast expanse of the ocean. Right, and this is a metaphor or an analogy for the ocean of consciousness within you, the ocean of bliss within you. Om Nama Shivaya, I surrender to the Lord, the ocean of bliss in my own heart. Right? This is tapas, surrendering to the heart as a discipline. As a discipline. And Ramana said it takes about 12 years associated with sat or consciousness in the heart to burn through all of the karma, all of the cultural conditioning, all of the unconscious stuff, all of the trauma, all of the patterns, all of that stuff, and to see completely through the reflective nature of consciousness until you have the direct experience that you are the source and not the reflective consciousness. This cannot be known. It is meaningless to say, I am the self. I am free. I am consciousness. Those are all true statements. But until you have direct realization, which is transcendent of mind and thought, there is no realization of that which you are. There's no realization of that which you are based on mind. Mind can never free you. The mind can Surrender to the truth of you, which is your eternal nature, the eternal fire of the heart. This is the gateway to freedom. What blocks the gateway is the me that you think you are. The me burns up in the tapas, it does not burn up with awakening or the direct realization or bypass, the spiritual bypass. That is a momentary realization, oh, I'm consciousness. And it can be a massive shift in perspective, a radical shift in consciousness. Awakening is radical. It's a different way of recognizing yourself as this, more than this limited mind, this limited form and all of the emotions that you generate. So, really, Rama's teaching is introducing you to you, the truth of you. And part of that process is understanding your own mind, how you practice suffering, how you generate the emotions you're experiencing, not your outer circumstances. But it's tricky because of the reflective nature of consciousness, the reflective nature of ego right, which is reflecting everything you think, perceive, and everything you've learned, everything you remember, everything you project, and everything you imagine. So really, to pause is developing the skill to be silent and introspective, intimately introspective, so you can see through the tricks and traps of your own mind and your own egoic identification. The root of all suffering is reflective consciousness. This is the ego. It is very difficult to perceive because everything you perceive is filtered through your five senses, what you remember, what you imagine, what you project. And this happens very, very fast. Instant. Suffering is instant, the instant you agree with any thought your mind produces. And it's natural to be captivated by your own mind, the internal dialogue with yourself or with whatever that voice is that you hear in your head. So this radical shift in consciousness is noticing I'm having a conversation in my head. Well, it seems like it's in your head, but is it really in your head? Where do thoughts come from? This is more introspective. This is a form of inquiry. What are my emotions made out of? That's a form of inquiry. But the real inquiry that Ramana focused on was discovering the source and remaining as that. It's The remaining is that that's challenging. Discovering the source is instant. It's the living, aware life in your own heart. That can be instantly recognized. On this podcast, you can awaken that you are the life in and outside of your body. There's no beginning or end to that consciousness. That's the awakening. That's the easy part. The bypass is awakening. The practice is to develop the discipline to see through reflective consciousness, and that is the challenge. And the reason it's so challenging is because your senses are involved, what you feel, what you think, what you've learned, your cultural conditioning, it's complex. The simplicity of who you are is pure consciousness. But to really be free, to be liberated from the slavery of your own mind, you must be still. You must be quiet. You must discover for yourself what is always quiet and still. Right? You can't just know this, right? Knowing this is meaningless. If knowing it was all that was required, everyone on the planet would probably be enlightened, right? Because this information has been available for 5,000 years. But people suffer everywhere. People are suffering everywhere. And the primary root cause of suffering is reflective consciousness. This is the reason. The world and everything in your life and everything everyone said is perceived to be the reality when it is an illusion. Reflective consciousness is an illusion. It's like a curtain of light that's very powerful. It reflects what you perceive. It's part of your innate survival strategy. But to see through this is freedom, is liberation, eternal salvation. True redemption is in the heart, seeing through reflective consciousness. And Ramana was a genius. It's not a religion. It's the genius of God. What is the genius of God? Practice sadhana, let go. Let go of everything you think. Let go of everything you remember. Let go of everything you imagine. Let go. And fall into the abyss of your heart. Fall into the abyss of your heart. This sounds horrible to the mind and to the ego. If I'm the sugar doll and I dive into the ocean of bliss that I am, I disappear. This sounds like bad news until you actually fall in. The minute you have the courage to fall in and trust the um, unseen omniscience of your own heart, your life unfolds in a natural, happy, joyful way. And everything is recognized to be exactly as it is meant to be, exactly as it's meant to be. No need to fix or change anything. You don't have to fix you. You don't have to cure your self-hatred or cure your mind. You simply have to embrace, to pass. The essential discipline to focus, on the living, eternal truth, the fountain of youth, eternal, happy, free, love. You are that. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.